welcome Christchurch 2017 Fanfest champion, Jeff Love! Oh, thank you so much for that spontaneous and unexpected round of applause. <laughs> Welcome to The Nerd Degree. Uh, my name is Jeff Clark. I am your host for this evening, uh, where two teams of nerds will go head-to-head over a series of rounds to try and prove who are the wittiest nerds and the nerdiest wits. Uh, for this episode, the theme is pun and games. I tried to have an episode dedicated entirely to puns. They said no, so I cunningly blended it with one to do with games. So today we will be looking at homophones, games, and... Um, we hope you don't get bored. Um, oh, no. That is my first and hopefully only pun because what? I'm going to hand it over to the teams tonight that we have. Please, a round of applause for our moderator, Brendan Bennett. <laughs> who will be uh, fulfilling the role of moderator, scorekeeper and occasional elbow in my ribs if he can see that look coming on my face. <laughs> you know the one to look for. Please don't, yeah, don't keep worry. me in check. Don't absolutely. So it is now time to meet our nerds. If you could please introduce yourselves and tell me what was your favourite game growing up? Absolutely. Kia ora koutou, everyone. I, uh, I'm Truby. And my favourite game growing up, uh, Super Mario 64 on the Nintendo. Um, from the shocking silence, I'm guessing nobody else has played it. <laughs> no one? Oh my goodness. I was like, everyone born in the 90s? Oh, <laughs> maybe. The That's thing. the end of my sentence. Truby, you're representing the you're the youth demographic. Yeah, yeah. I'm appealing to the young people which aren't here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids. Uh, kia ora, my name's Moata. I will not be appealing to the youth demographic because uh, I'm 43. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite game growing up was Simon, the electronic game. Did anybody play that? Yep. Yeah, actually some people in this room did play that game. So. The youngest person has. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I, I really liked it. It's sort of like a love-hate situation because, you know, once you got sort of three or four rounds and it would just start to get really fast and then you just get that sort of, like, stress hormone going. You just, like, kind of, like, almost paralysed with fear about getting it wrong. Mm. Which I think really set me up well for my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Truby and Moata, what is your team name, please? Um, tonight we are going to be Nerds Against Humanity. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wonderful. And um, on my right, which is purely for the home audience, uh, not the people listening, uh, we have... Kia ora koutou. My name is Karen Healy. Um, I'm a young adult author. And my favourite board game growing up is called Pol Economy. And it's this really weird kind of monopoly takeoff that we had in our house. I think it had been given to my parents and they've never played it, never came out. But I found it one rainy day. Um, and I'm the oldest of my siblings, and none of them could read as well as I could. So I read the rule booklet and then made up the rules. And <laughs> that's how I'm the reigning Healy champion of pole economy. <laughs> Wonderful. Hello, uh, I'm Javier. I am a uh, prequel trilogy denier. And <laughs> my favourite game growing up was... Uh, I quite liked outdoor games, actually. Uh, my favourite game growing up was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm sorry for this. We did, not, we did not know this at the time of casting. 
I snuck outside, guys. I infiltrated the jocks. And my favorite game growing up was Bull Rush. Uh, before it got banned. I was going to say, the forbidden game. The forbidden game. I was terrible at it. I got my ass kicked every time. But it was just the hardest thing I've ever done. And so I could just tell people, yeah, I did it. Before it got outlawed. <laughs> Excellent. Ladies. <laughs> Excellent. And um, Karen and Javier, what is your team name, please? We are Pun Control. Pun Control. Wonderful. Well, um, you're in the wrong show tonight. It is time. We've met our nerds. It is now time to see which team will earn their nerd degree. So, Nerds Against Humanity, Pun Control, please roll for initiative. Oh, thank you. Oh. Seven. Mm. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Congratulations, Nerds Against Humanity. Um, before we start this, um, I'd also like to mention that there is a special bonus uh, throughout the night. There will be a bonus points. There will be bonus points allocated for any puns made during this show. <laughs> this may r- rankle some feathers, r- ruffle some feathers, and rankle some neck muscles. Um, I'm not actually sure what the the quality of rankle is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not promising any points. I mean, I'm really crap at puns. I mean, you could say you're you're like you're bad at puns, so you're punderwhelming. I'm going to Karen buzz in with all the puns this evening. Jeff, I think We've... the uh, quality of rankle is not strained. Mm. Mm. Nice. They're already off against one another. This is, this is everything I wanted and more. Okay. Uh, Nerds Against Humanity, uh, you have the first question in our nerd quotient round. What game has been proven to make you a worse person? <laughs> Is can can you conference about this? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um. I think. It, is it? Silently is not going to work. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so famously, that I feel like the, the board toss um, reaction game is, 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 is Monopoly, but I feel like that's that's too easy. I think it might be Karen's polyconomy game. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> we uh, uh, can we can we lock in whole economy? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and pun control. What do you think? Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, especially if you download the DLCs, you pricks. Yeah. yeah um, well, neither of you got that. It is actually Monopoly. You took oh! the <laughs> Yep. Um, Do not so- Pascal. Do not collect $200. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I went for the joke. A social psychologist, Paul Piff, um, did research on social hierarchies and how they impact our lives and society in general. And um, he found that in a rigged game of Monopoly, where one player was given clear advantages over the oh, others, yeah. like extra yeah, money, yeah, more yeah, dice, yeah. or more cash, was the banker. Go, Strong behavioural changes were evident after just 15 minutes. That's because Monopoly is actually an anti-capitalist game. And the whole point of the invention of Monopoly was to show people how terrible capitalism was and how easy it was to like own a whole bunch of property and then just sit there and take in rent. And while everyone else is like, please, sir, may I have $10 for a beauty contest? Second prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they made that dog and racing car just really fun to play. The hat. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'll give some. I'll give some points to Pun Control because that was one of my follow-up questions. It was originally created by um, Lizzie Magee or Maggie. I'm not sure. It, she originally created the Landlord's Game in 1903. But then, uh, funnily enough, 
1935, a, a man, Charles Darrow, stole it and oh. took it to Parker Brothers, who then bought Maggie's patent out and disregarded her wishes and requests for royalties throughout the second set of rules and just focused on the capitalist aspect. So um, there's even a modern... What's, what's one of the modern versions of Monopoly that they've got coming out? I want to see the landlords game come back. That sounds mm. like a really, really kick in the teeth reality game. It really right? didn't. It did not like, sound well. You're playing it right now. Yeah, in your, in your house <laughs> shut in the corner. Is it? Pay two hundred dollars cleaning fee. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, is it one of the um, many reskinnings of Monopoly? There or? have been many reskinnings of Monopoly. Okay, Moana um, Monopoly. <laughs> I don't think there's a Moana Monopoly, but that okay. would they, Disney certainly has a Monopoly. Be, it's going to be like a Disney princess Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. A, mono, um, a Moana Monopoly? Monopoly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a Disney princess Monopoly. Oh, <laughs> not technically a pun. Would, uh, would that be... I don't know how puns <laughs> A Moana-opoly. Ah, yeah. that, I'll, I'll allow that. Wonderful. Oh, you shouldn't. Um, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, good, good. Let the puns flow through you. Uh, no, there's a version of the game coming out this year, which is Monopoly Cheaters Edition, which <laughs> encourages yes. you to take extra money from the bank, charge extra on rent, um, like lie, cheat, and so really a monopoly for our time. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right, heading yeah. over to pun control. Um, why might saving America turn people against humanity? Because, no, don't say it. There are many good Americans. Mm. <laughs> uh, turn, why would saving America turn... Why people? might saving America turn people against humanity? Oh, because they're, they're about, um, you know, cheeseburgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so when the aliens come, they'll be like, why didn't you treat the other species on your planet with more respect? That's right. And they'll exterminate us. Mm-hmm. A valid theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, they say gas. <laughs> yes, um, petrol, guys. Nerds Against Humanity, this seems to, like it would be in your wheelhouse. Do you have any idea? Um, our, our, our what house? Wheelhouse. Oh, is it something to do with cards against, against oh. humanity? Oh, I, yeah, 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 I have name. prominently said against humanity a couple of times now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, the, what was the question? Yeah, why might <laughs> why might saving America turn people against humanity? Turn turn people against humanity. Why would saving America turn people against oh, humanity? Hang on, how this, does one? Why? Wait, how does wait, one wait, save wait, wait. America? Sorry, I'm trying to dredge a fact up from the recesses of my brain. There's can something. I help? Yeah, you can just um just blow in this air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do it. No. Um, I'm young and impressionable. <laughs> Never reveal weaknesses like that. Oh. Um, there's something about the guy, the guy who invented Cards Against Humanity is using some of the money, the profits from the game... Oh, about uh, the, the, war, the, the war with Mexico. I can't remember mm. the exact details. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, um, Cards Against Humanity are buying a plot of land that would be directly in... Uh, it would interrupt the yes, wall that they're um, right. building. Absolutely uh, correct, uh, yes. Yes! Yes! yes. yes. Um, <laughs> at the end of last year, the makers of Cards Against Humanity ran a promotion called Cards Hum- Against Humanity Saves America, a promotion where 150,000 people paid $15 to fund six days of surprises, uh, one of which was stopping the wall. Um, <laughs> can any of the teams ding in if you know any of the other six um, things that they did to save America? No. <laughs> yep. Um, deport Melania. <laughs> No, technically they still have the dreamers' uh, <laughs> allowance in there. 
Anyone? Yep. Banned cheeseburgers? Banned cheese... No, that would destroy America. <laughs> yep. Did they, like, clean up a beach? No. Dead. No, they did not. But they didn't make a mess on a beach. Oh, okay. So, it, yeah, okay. But are we saying that a moral action is, like, the absence of a negative action? Is in itself moral? Uh, as a fan of The Good Place, I am still lost in an ethical quandary <laughs> over whether or not you should do something with the expectation of reward. Um, well, Watch The Good Place. Everyone. No bonus points, but... Um, <laughs> Some of the other things that they did was they launched the Good News Podcast, which is a daily podcast um, of good things that have happened around the world. Aww. They redistribu- redistributed the wealth. So of everyone who took part, they analysed the uh, participants based on the survey they had to fill out. And then 10,000 people got a $15 refund and 100 people were given $1,000. Um, they um, wow. destroyed homework. They... Um, <laughs> They, like they basically fire? have read a lot of mounting sociological evidence that homework isn't good, so they are supporting teachers and initiatives that offer, offer alternatives to doing homework through the organisation Donors Choose. They are also funding 14 months of scientifically rigorous public opinion polls at thepulseofthenation.com, which basically confirms all the worst things you can imagine about Republicans. And um, <laughs> they uh, saved baseball, uh, which is their last and possibly most dubious way of saving America, but they purchased a minor league baseball stadium in Joliet, Illinois. All right, over to Nerds Against Humanity. Who suffers more from Forster's syndrome, the afflicted individual or the people around them? Forster's syndrome. Forster's syndrome. You may know it by another name, but we'll, I'll see if you know, and then I'll, I'll float the, the other so name. It, F-O-R-S-T-E-R. F-O-E-R-S-T-E-R, apostrophe S, syndrome. Um, S-Y-N-D-R-O-M-E. <laughs> should, should, should we be wary of this 50-50 scenario where it seems like even just a coin flip, we could get it right? I mean... I, I'm just I'm going to go... I'm mitigating here, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go on instinct and say the people around them. Because it's got a, this syndrome must have something to do with the theme of this episode, right? <laughs> so it's either board games... Mm-hmm. Or it's puns. And we all know puns. how much we can suffer other people's puns. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff. Yep. yep. So, yep. I'm gonna, so I'm going to go with I would just like not, not to have amazing deductive points there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Picked um, it like a dirty nose. Yeah, what? take one off us and give it to the yeah, other. Yeah, okay. Um, you're, di- you're donating one of your points. We're donating a point. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Wonderful. Um... <laughs> Well, te- so, so you're saying it's the people around people them, so that default them. gives them their... It, you're both right, um, because oh, yeah. both people suffer. Um, it's um, also known as Witzelschut. <laughs> Witzelschut. Um, it's a German word. Does anyone speak German? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what does Witzelschut mean? No, it's a, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid word. It's um, combined from the German words for wit and obsession, because it's about um, it's the uncontrollable urge to pun and make bad jokes. <laughs> so um, wow. it was named. Uh, it was initially named after a neurosurgeon called Otfried Forster, who was removing a brain tumor from a patient who oh, was no. still conscious. <laughs> and when the tumor was probed, the patient began b- babbling maniacally and punning deliriously. Um, <laughs> It has re- more recently become known as um, Witzelschut. It is um, often the uncontrollable urge to pun and make bad jokes is often a symptom of damage to the frontal lobe. Um, but it is known by a third name. Um, can anyone guess what the third name might be? Oh God, Uncont- no! Oh God, yeah. stop, please! Don't go to the party. It is sometimes known as the Joker syndrome. 
Oh, my oh that's creepy. Yes, absolutely. Whoa. And that man, we need I'm... you more than ever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Jeff, I really like the way that when you were talking about him, like, probing that guy's brain, that you just kind of did a stabbing motion with your finger. <laughs> yes, this is something that the people on the podcast will not appreciate, but everyone in the f- studio has got to enjoy was me poking an imaginary brain and spontaneously <laughs> causing puns to s- <laughs> spill forth. All oh, right. Um, so, Jeff, your, your next career is going to be in neurosurgery, obviously. I really hope not. <laughs> Receiving neuro- neurosurgery. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pun control. Where can you get hot pies, hot pies? From the shop shop. <laughs> yeah. You can get them from the shop shop. Uh, I don't know, sexy mathematicians? Where <laughs> um, <laughs> the numerical nerds at? Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, how's your 3.14 going? Yeah. Yay. Hot okay. pies, hot pies. Yeah. yeah, hot pies, hot pies. There's like, an apostrophe s- in there. Somewhere. Give me that. Hot pies. Hot pies. Look, Jim, it's really easy when you've got the answer in front of you. It is. It really is. I'll throw it over to Nerds Against Humanity. Is it? Is it Westeros? Almost. Almost. Do you want more specific? Yes, I do. Bugger me. I don't think they do that. Okay. Westeros. Yeah, they do. Not hot pies, hot pies. Um... Ooh, ooh, and a, um, a shed. <laughs> you were on the right track. Oh, it's, it's, it's in the Riverlands. In a tavern? No, um, in um, King's Landing. No, uh, in, in mid-2017, for the season premiere of uh, season seven of Game of Thrones, uh, Ben Hawkey, who was the actor behind the best baker in Westeros, Hot Pie, partnered with the UK food, ba- UK, uh, food delivery service Deliveroo to open... <laughs> A uh, real-world e-bakery which only sold one item, <laughs> direwolf loaves for one pound. <laughs> they were made from whole wheat bread and orange zest, and they could only be ordered online. Um, and every single one of the s- snacks sold out on the same day they were announced, and there's no indication that they'll ever return. Can anyone guess what the name of the bread shop was that sold direwolf loaves? Was it hot? Just dig in when you can think of it. Hot pies, hot pies. No. Ah. Uh. Game of Loaves? Ooh! A, a point, but no. Bread, bread, um, <laughs> bread, pies, um, wool, mints, um, uh, wheat, baking, rising, baking. baguette, activation. Is this a beat pond? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. I'm totally into it. Um, I'll. I'll I'll put you into out of your misery, or perhaps into worse misery. The uh, the bakery was called You Know Nothing, John Doe. That is that is genuinely great. Point of order. Point of order. So so hot. It didn't actually sell pies. Yeah, you lied to us, Jeff. Hot pies. It's actually hot pies. Bread. That's good. I'm, I'm going to take two points off Jeff for that. Yeah. <laughs> you lied to us for the sake of a pun, and yeah, I hope I did. you're ashamed. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> uh, can you guys think of any other um, themed restaurants or names for like food places you could name after movies? I don't, but I have come up with the name for a restaurant that I've I did, I came up with years ago. Uh, I want a bowling alley slash Japanese restaurant called Ten Pin Yaki. Oh, <laughs> nice. I, I approve. I approve. What 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, oh, oh, oh. oh. A steak restaurant called Sear Wars. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. That seafood restaurant, The Codfather. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Damn, that's good. That was fantastic. That was pretty great. That was pretty good. You were floundering for a moment there. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Brendan, why didn't you stop me? No, I'm taking another point off. Okay, you. okay. That was my last pun. Um, all right. Um, handing over now to pun control. What is the most dangerous game? Man is the most dangerous prey. Yes. So Tinder is the most dangerous game. Yes. <laughs> uh, is it Pokemon Go? Pun? Is it Pokemon Go? Like, people have died playing Pokemon Go. Uh, some people have died playing Pokemon Go. It is quite dangerous, yes. And Man is technically the most dangerous game, according to uh, the most dangerous game, also known as The Hounds of Zaroff, which is a short story by Richard Connell. Mm. Uh, what are some other dangerous games? Uh, knife juggling. <laughs> with, with friends. Knife, knife juggling? <laughs> That would be pretty dangerous. The yep. more people you, there are, the um, more dangerous it is because you might, yep. there might be someone unskilled. Russian yep. roulette. Russian roulette. Oh, that is a very dangerous game, yes. Um, Bonus point there. Rattlesnake poker. <laughs> what, how do you play rattlesnake poker? <coughs> yep. If you have to ask, you're not really. Poker rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> um, hungry, hungry hippos, except the little counters the hippos are eating. Are uh, um, African bees. That seems a variation on an existing game. I don't think that's canon. Um, hungry, hungry hippos, but the hippos are actual hippos. <laughs> <laughs> hippos are the most dangerous so animals in Africa. Knife monopoly. I thought, I thought mosquitoes were the most dangerous animals in Africa. Uh, no, well, in Africa there is a Big Five game, which is referred to the most five five most difficult animals in Africa to hunt on foot. Can anyone name what is, would be on that? Um, lion, unfortunately, hippos are not on there. Lion. Lion, yep. Tigers. Some kind of flying. Bears. 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 <laughs> the, the lion is one of the big five. Lion, leopards. Yep, leopard. Um, Feel free to jump Rhino. In. Rhino, yes, rhino. Oh, eagle. Point to them. <laughs> you can't eagle, hunt no. them on foot. A crocodile. No. Oh. An alligator. No. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio and Blood Diamond. No, the, the last two are the elephant and the cape buffalo. I was going to say buffalo. Yeah, but it's a cape buffalo. Oh. It's a special buffalo. Yeah. People get buffalo fear. Yeah. The cape fear? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're punning on the wrong word. I think it's a buffalo with a cape. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why it's scarier than a regular buffalo. Um, because capes are scary. Yeah, why do you think Batman wears one? Yeah. Um, what would be the most dangerous uh, sport games to play? In terms of just competitive cheerleading, sport. cheerleading, cheerleading is, is enormously yep. dangerous. Oh, yep. It's not the top. It's not the number one though. Uh, American football. American football is number one. Yes. Soccer, soccer, mm. or football. Football. <laughs> yes. MMA. Not on the list. Um, Boxing. No. Seriously, those sports are just beat the shit out of the other person. <laughs> yeah, but they have a lot of headgear, so it's not on the list in terms of injuries. Poor man's boxing. <laughs> what? My hobo boxing. Just tape up hobo your hands. No. Morris no. dancing is very uh, dangerous. But it's not, it's not, on, it's not on the list. Um, we've got wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball, volleyball. and basketball. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Like all sand gets games. all kinds of places. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> like sand is rough and coarse. It gets everywhere. Um, can I can I just add, Jeff? Um, I was just looking up the most dangerous board games. Yep. And um, there's a a game from the 70s called Swack, where, where you have to like take plastic cheese out of a mousetrap. <laughs> like mousetrap in reverse. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, you're the mouse. And now they've got pie face, which is, um, yeah. What would be um, some of the more dangerous uh, computer games? Specifically, there's a list created by Thailand's Ministry of Health, which happened after a boy hijacked a taxi and tried and stabbed the driver in an attempt to recreate Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is one of them, yep. Um, EverQuest is dangerous because people get caught in it and they don't eat. Uh, no, it's not listed as one of the most dangerous according to Thailand. That's true. It has, it has killed a few people. It has killed people. Okay, that, I'll, ac- I'll accept it then. World of Warcraft. Not listed as dangerous. League of Legends. Oh, that should be using Not that. listed as dangerous here. Amnesia Dark Descent. No. Bugger. Call of Duty, the one with the Second World War. No. <laughs> Call Tetris. of Duty, the one with the Second World War. <laughs> I think it's called Call of Duty World War Two. Right, there we are. Um, well, that would, I don't know. Are we talking World, Call of Duty World War Two, the one that came out last year? Are we talking about the original Call of Duties? Yeah. Based oh. in World War Two originally. Whoa. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Jock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lied, I never played Thor Um The other ones that were listed uh, Manhunt, Scarface, 50 Cent Bulletproof, 300, the game, The Godfather, <laughs> Killer 7, Resident Evil 4, God of War, and Hitman. So mm. that's a little obscure. So um, when they say they're dangerous, they mean these are games that have where you can be a soulless anti hero killer. Yeah, basically, that's Thailand's Ministry of Health. But the ones that actually kill people tend to be the ones that are like. You're going to stay in this room and poop in a bag. (laughs) I've never pooped in a bag while playing a game. Um, You haven't played any good games. (laughs) Ask half about Call of Duty. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. um, Over to Nerds Against Humanity. Mm. Um, Why was Ryan Reynolds in Fox Studios with the writers of Deadpool 1 and 2? Um, that sounded like a Cluedo setup. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm. Turns out like a <laughs> so is he? Is 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 there a movie that he's going to be in? There's a new Deadpool movie coming out this year. Yes, oh. but I don't know. No, Trivi was right. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is working on a remake slash reboot of the cult. Hit cult movie Clue, I.e. Oh. Cluedo, which re- released in 1985, starring Tim Curry and Leslie Ann Warren. I know oh. this is called quite a, a hubbub amongst the room. <laughs> um, Tim Curry's in it. No, no he was in the original, original in 1985. Correct. Is he not, yeah, in, the, is he not in this one? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, what was you, yeah, what was unique about the uh, movie version of Clue back in 1985? No oh, based on a board game. Uh, yes, Karen. <laughs> the, the, they showed, so they came to a conclusion at the end of the like, this person was the killer, but then you see like all the other ways that the other people could have been the killers. That's right. In the cinematic release, oh. it had three different endings. So each time you went to the movie, you didn't know what ending you were going to get. Oh. When it eventually got re-released, it, they combined all three of the mo- endings there. But um, at the time, it was quite revolutionary, and the first instance of repeat viewing. Mm. Uh, bonus point there, wonderful. Uh, what was the um, what was the draft version of Cluedo called? Because it's called Clue in America and it's called Clue in uh, Strong Feeling. <laughs> no? Suspicion. Huncho. No, much more simple than that. Um, oh. Murder in the Mansion. Just murder. murder. It was just called murder! Exclamation mark. It was designed during World War II um, by Anthony E. Pratt. And um, he wants to play murder. <laughs> the name of the game is uh, a, a portmanteau or combination of Ooh. the English word clue and the Latin, Latin word ludo, meaning I play. So um, when it was released for publication in the USA, the Parker Brothers thought they'd make it simple. Um, they changed Reverend Green to Mr. Green and um, called Cluedo Clue in the USA. 
Okay, dokie. So um, that is the end of the nerd quotient round. Give our, our teams a round of applause. <laughs> And that was um that was really hard fought. Um, some good stuff from both we- both sides. How's it how's it going, Brendan? It's going great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jeff, did you know pole economy was invented by Bruce Hatherley, a New Zealander from Christchurch? <gasps> Whoa! That's awesome. Wow. Is that one of Karen's aliases, though? In <laughs> <laughs> when? Uh, in 1980. Oh. That that is the year before I was born. Mm. Well, but, had to learn to or is first. it? <laughs> Uh, so, looking at the scores, yes. in last place, with <laughs> minus three points, is Jeff Clark. <laughs> Seems fair. Seems fair. But tied for first place, we have Nerds Against oh. Humanity and Pun Control. Oh. 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 It is Nick and Nick. And now we are going to go into our first round of homework. Um, as part of my uh, task mastering of this uh, episode, I set the nerds the task of pitching a movie or a TV series or a game based on a slightly different interpretation or reading of the title. For instance, Robocop could be renamed Rob O'Cop. Um, not my pun, by the he's, way. He's, he's Irish now. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so, What's could I pun? ask? Um, Don't always move, creep. Who will be? Who will be? Since it's tied, um, and you guys had initiative, I'll um, ask someone from Nerds Against Humanity to read their um, their piece of homework. Absolutely. First. How are you feeling, Water? Good. Okay, good. So am I. I'll read mine. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I haven't actually written it down, so. Just pop that away. Um, Millennials. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on my phone. I Snapchatted it to myself. It's actually a, it's a series of Instagram photos. If you could all pass us around the... Around the no, let's, let's do the story. Yeah. <clears throat> in a tiny apartment in Berlin, Germany, there lived Josef Schulz and his best friend, Spiegel, the Dachshund. Or Spee, for short. Spee was Josef's only friend in the world. Josef worked late nights at the Berlin Institute of Technology, working on consciousness translocation science. (laughs) He had no friends, for he worked late nights at this institution. One fateful day on Bring Your Dog to Work Day... (laughs) Josef brought Spiegel along to the institute. Working late one night, Josef had almost perfectly perfected <laughs> the consciousness translocation science, <laughs> placing the headset tentatively upon his own head. He spied at the very last moment Spiegel, the dog, entering the secondary stasis chamber before he could even think to get his dog out of that stasis chamber. <laughs> there was a crack of lightning. And suddenly, Spiegel's consciousness was inside the man. The tabloids went wild. He saved people. He saved lives. He fought crime. What did they call him? Spiegelman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
my God. You cannot understand how delightful this is. Oh, that that's a tough act to follow. Sorry, sorry, Truby, I've got some logistical questions about this. Go on. So he just climbed into one side of the one side of this transference device. Yeah, this this early this primitive. Just in case. Something else would hop into the other one? Uh, he just wanted to see if it fits <laughs> a, uh, a, a, uh, his own cranium. It was testing, he was testing. I didn't make the movie. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they'd made two copies? It would have been Spee versus Spee. <laughs> Sorry, that's the last pun I will make. Um, pun control. Who will be uh, going head to head with Truby? Karen, is, thank this you. Is, this is, man, I was proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am reading it off my phone for the for the listeners at home. Dear listeners, as this is a podcast of nerds, by nerds, for nerds, I assume you have some passing familiarity with a little-known story called Star Wars. As you'll recall in the ooh, prequel trilogy, Anakin Skywalker, inexplicably loved by Padme Amidala, even though Jedi Ewan McGregor was right there, force-choked <laughs> his wife... <laughs> bringing on her labour and her rightly derided death from being really sad. (laughs) This is complete nonsense. And now that we're digging into the rich history of Star Wars, with standalone stories like Rogue One and the new young Han Solo movie, surely we can readdress this particular stupidity. Folks, enter an imaginative journey with me. What if Leia and Luke inherited their Force talents from both parents. What if the dastardly Senator Palpatine had discovered in his queenly protege a potential that rivaled Skywalker's? What if he nurtured that skill secretly so that by the time the Clone Wars had begun, he had two apprentices, each powerful in the Force, each quick to temper and prone to impulsive decision, each skilled and ready and primed for the pleasures of the dark side, and each unknowing that the person they loved most in the world was the other apprentice, their most dangerous rival. What if they found out? What if they fought each other, for there can only be the master and the student, and then improbably, nay, impossibly, denied centuries of dark side tradition and would not kill each other? What if they teamed up and took Palpatine down? What if, at the beginning of A New Hope, the galaxy suffered under the dark rule of the Empress and her consort, Darth Vader, seeking their once friend, Obi-Wan, and the children he had stolen from them? Dear listeners, allow yourselves to imagine the wonder, the spectacle, the joy of Mr. and Mrs. Sith. That's, that's admirable, Karen. Um, I'll, I'll give you some points for that, but the majority of points will go to Speed Man. Uh, his theme song would be amazing. Speed Man, Speed Man. It'd be accompanied by Spiegel can. Yeah. It would be accompanied by tuba, like pom pom pom. Wonderful. All right. Uh, now we come to the bad for your elf round. Um, and uh, nerds against humanity. I will hand you now. Uh, some pieces of paper each. Um, 
we'll start Bad Fear Off, where uh, the aim of this round is uh, to bluff your way to success. So what I've given uh, the uh, Nerds Against Humanity team is a list of real, actual gaming PC names. So gaming PC names um, are truly bizarre, and um, they'll be reading some of those names out. Um, the role of when punch you say control. gaming PC names, you mean like games that are on PC? That no, no, no. The names that they gave to a, a PC that can run games. Like I've got some oh, examples. Yes. Here. Yep. Right. Game Master Ultra, Cyberpower Ultra Five Dragon Edition, uh, Cooler Master Storm Striker. I want it <laughs> with, a, with a Y for the striker. Right. AS Rock Fatality uh, with a one instead of an I. Uh, yeah. Uh, Z270 Gaming K6. So th- that's the kind of. Names that they come up with. Yeah, so they're Amazing. yeah, so they're either going to read out a real name or a fake name, and um, you are going to have to guess whether or not they're they're reading one that's real or they're saying one that's fake. All right. All right so, um, humanity, have you absorbed the uh, plethora of jargon that's been thrown at you? Mm-hmm. And um, can you please read out the first um, the first gaming PC? Off you go, Truby. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Velocity Micro Raptor Z95. That's bullshit. No, 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 no. Everyone knows raptors are awesome and they're very fast. That, that would be the velocity. And you want your game system to be fast. I'm guessing right? this might have come out in the 90s when Jurassic Park was kind of like reigning supreme. I'm going to say it's true. It's true. It is true. Well yes. done. Uh, next one, please. Chill Blast Fusion Adamantium. Three. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but as we know, people who build computers are nerds. There is no way that got to a three sequel. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way one and two came out and they said, yeah, we're feeling good about three. No, no, no. It's like Trolls 2. Like, you, you, you come out with the sequel, so people think, oh... I can't remember seeing the first one, but I'm sure it was great. Oh, how did I miss Adamantium too? <laughs> <laughs> but Adamantium is like a cool metal, right? I think it's bullshit. Yeah, all right, we'll say false. It's true. Oh! Oh! I blame you. Next one. The hardest metal. Yes, it's in Wolverine. Past. I don't know. <laughs> Tempest Core One. That's bullshit. <laughs> Agreed. It is bullshit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, Next one. Cyber Power Gamer Infinity 8000. Okay. That's bullshit. No, no, no. <laughs> because the way she was flicking her eyes up and down like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm making it up as I go. I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. So are you saying it's fake or, or real? It's real. It's real. It's real. I said real. Okay. Which one did you take? Yeah, I'm obviously listening to Karen because Hub just says the same thing every time. <laughs> I do not. I'm considering each answer. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Point for the audience. Cool. Uh, next one. Vipercore Frozen 13Z. <laughs> false. It is false. Okay, a couple more. Viper Rex <laughs> Vortex three hundred. Ah. Uh? <laughs> 
This one's true. This one's true. <laughs> yeah, true. No! Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> one more, please. Falcon Northwest Tiki. <laughs> I really hope that's bullshit. Hold on, let's just say it's what is it like? Tiki? Yeah, no. Tiki. Yeah, like really? Yeah. Tiki. Oh, How's it, it spelled? These... Spell Tiki. Yeah. Spell it. The traditional way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't oh, have to spell it. He doesn't have to spell it. Okay. <laughs> real or bullshit? <laughs> bullshit. It's real. Oh, it's, who did that? It's real. <laughs> I, know for, for I know how to spell Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to the end of the Bad for Your Elf round. Oh wow! Um, so, Brendan, we're two rounds in. How are the teams doing? What's the uh, what's what are the points as we go into the end of the first half? They're doing great, Jeff. Did you know that the Falcon Northwest Tiki uh, was PC Mag's PC of 2015? It really wasn't that PC. No. Um, that's not really a pun. <laughs> no, that, that was it. an observation. So, um, where are the where are the scores at? Well, pun control. Uh, Storming through like a storm force tornado. <laughs> but Nerds Against Humanity have taken flight like Skytech Archangel GTX on 22 points. Oh! It is neck and neck as we go to the end of the first half of Pun and Games. Please give a huge round of applause for both of our teams! <laughs> Welcome back to the Nerd Degree. <laughs> we now transition seamlessly into the second half of the show. That interval flew by. Oh, wow. Welcome back. I am still your host, uh, Jeff Clark, reigning Christchurch pun champion 2017. And what an amazing first half we have had. Truby and Moata as uh, Nerds Against Humanity are currently on the lead with 22 points. But... Uh, Bringing up the rear, coming at them like a, 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 a wrecking ball. Um, we have Javier and Karen in pun control with 21 points. It is anyone's I mean, I game. can see why you're a pun champion. You have just so much control over <laughs> vocabulary. I made, I made a vow to not use my powers <laughs> for evil. I'm not even sure if that was a pun. But there we go. Um... So, uh, welcome back. Um, we are going now into the uh, deciding rounds of pun and games. Continuing on the theme, we now go into a, role, a round called There Can Be Only Pun. <laughs> now, in the movie world, there are oh, yeah. two, two movie characters, or, or two individuals, who um, own the movie pun. Would either of the teams hazard a guess as to who they were? Bond. James Bond? James Bond is certainly one of them. Nice Can you think character. of the other? Own what? Sorry. Austin Powers. Uh, no, oh, um, oh. bad movie puns. Oh, the, the, oh yes, 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 yes. the silver guy, um, Governor of California, Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Correct. He's not a yes. character. So, <laughs> isn't he? So, what is going to happen in this round is um, I'm going to read out a pre or post kill one liner, and you will have to identify. <laughs> you ding in if you can identify if it was Arnie who said it. 
or if it was Bond. All right? <laughs> oh, I, I well, obviously, if I'm you not... say it with a British accent, Jeff. Well, I'm just going to say it. and um, oh. You're going to have to say it real neutral, Jeff. I know what if you say I know the Bond team ones in an Austrian accent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say I'm going to say the first the the first uh, one Dingin if you believe you know who it is You're fired Arnold Schwarzenegger Correct Also Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> Yes Point for Brendan <laughs> All right um, you forgot the first rule of mass media Give the people what they want. That's James Bond, Pierce Brosnan from Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> Correct, Javier. <laughs> Give you a lift. No. Trivi? Um, it sounds like a helicopter-related pun. I'm going with Terminator. Oh, no, Schwarzenegger. Correct. <laughs> oh, what movie was that from? Give you a lift. It wasn't Total Recall, was it? Because he kills Richter on the, on the lift. Yes, and then oh. after the kill, after oh, he the kill, says, he says, I'll see you at the party, Richter. Richter. Yeah. <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't technically a pun. It's not a pun, but it's a like, damn yep. good way to fuck someone off when you're holding their arms. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about a light? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, is it Predator? I think so, yes. <laughs> I haven't actually yeah. written... I haven't actually written All my 13 year old sleepovers are now coming to fruition. <laughs> Dude, you were 13? <laughs> Damn. It might have been Commando, I'm not sure. Uh, um, it looks like Running Man. Oh, the Running Man. Seriously? Of course. I take like... it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping the whole time. The movies were scary. Okay. Um, <laughs> they caught a train. Uh, James Bond. No, oh! Arnold. Arnold. Um, is it Eraser? Uh, From Eraser, they caught a train? Yes, a that's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's pun-stoppable. This is, this is, <laughs> hey, bonus points. We are punishing... No, that's just a word. <laughs> <laughs> I let him go. Bond. No, Arnold. Oh, oh it's, it's Commando. It's correct. It's commando. commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Yeah. Guy at the building. Yep. Oh my yep. gosh. Where is he? I let him go. Yep. Oh. It's a trick round. There is no James Bond in this one. <laughs> let off some steam. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando, when he yes. kills Bennett with the steam pipe. Are yes. all of these for Commando? Let off some steam, Bennett. The full let line. off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> yeah, correct. I'm here to collect my adopted daughter. Yep. <laughs> All right, next round, next one. Shocking. James Bond, Goldfinger. He kills a guy in the bath with a uh, by sh- uh, knocking a fan into it. And he that says, is true. And he actually says, "I can't do it. Can you do it?" Shocker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I own this round. Yeah. It's my round. We don't stand a chance. Okay. Um, iced that guy to cone a phrase. Oh, Truby. That sounds like a Mr. Freeze lie. I'm going Schwarzenegger. It is Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's actually from The Last Action Hero. Oh! Yeah. Um, he got the point. Oh, um, that, that one is Bond, isn't it? Yes, yeah, and correct. That's, um, it's Pierce Brosnan. No, oh, it's Sean Connery. He shoots someone with a harpoon gun. Yeah. Oh. The ball. I, can, I can understand why you'd think that if his name is Pierce, though. But the most oh. important thing... Oh. I, I repeat, this is my last pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... Don't disturb my friend, he's dead tired. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, commander, when he kills a guy on the plane, he tells the air hostess not to disturb the guy he's just killed. <laughs> yes. I just want to say for the record, I knew that as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you were nowhere near as excited as I was. <laughs> he had no head for heights. Can I read speed? <laughs> No, that was that, that Keanu Reeves' line in Speed was he lost his head, but it should have been. And <laughs> also, one. yeah, but I'm taller. No, it was James Bond. Um, <laughs> he blew a fuse. This is bullshit, Ralph. Jimmy. <laughs> Bond. Yes. <laughs> He Which always shrewing you all along. Yeah. <laughs> he always did have an inflated opinion of himself. Karen. That is Bond. It is Bond, yes. So he inflates someone yeah. so much yeah. that they explode. He inflates a guy and he flies yeah. but explodes oh, one of the worst. Roger Moore Bond. The worst. It is correct. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, he had to fly. Um, all my aerial puns go to Schwarzenegger. Sorry, it's Bond. Oh. Oh. All right, um, surely it's R. Kelly. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, he got the boot. Puss. <laughs> He's peaked. He peaked early. He peaked early. Egalore? No, it's um James Bond. Oh. Is, um, this, is this like when he was killing the hat guy? He used a boot, and that's ironic. Uh, no, a it's guy from was from the Living Daylights. Yes, a guy was grabbing onto his boot and fell off it um, to his death. Timothy Dalton, underrated, underrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is hat guy odd job? Yes. Odd job. Yes. Yeah. yes. Can yes. I have a point for that? No. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Actually, you need it. I'm yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll take it. We'll um, take it. What a hothead. That sounds like a line that's way too uh, Erudite. Unsu- unsu- unsophisticated for Bond, so I'm going to give it to Schwarzenegger. Yes, it is. In The Running Man, I believe, immediately following his give you a light. How about oh, a light line? That was during Arnold's, like, just please say this line, Arnie. Yep. Just please say this fucking line. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> Close enough, Arnie. I was say Close that enough, mate. Uh, he had lots of guts. Ooh. Schwarzenegger. Bond. Oh. Possibly. Yeah, he, he skis underneath a guy's oh! corpse being sprayed out onto the snow. Um, okay, what I'm oh, hearing is that. This is a red service. What I'm hearing is that basically the Bond movies are Final Destination movies, only the avatar of death is Bond. Yeah, basically the, yeah. Ri- the writers envision the uh, puns they want to write and then just create elaborate <laughs> just... death scenes leading up to Okay, last, last two. She always did enjoy a good squeeze. That is Pierce Brosnan, Golden Eye, when he kills Anya on the top. Xenia uh, on the top. Xenia on the top. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yes, correct. And finally, he had to split. Bond. Arnie. Oh. That's also in The Running Man, where he kills a guy with a chainsaw. Uh. <laughs> Live on TV. <laughs> All right, and um, f- final bonus one. What a burn. That sort of thing could get a man fired. I think he was hot for you. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> awesome pals. Yes! <laughs> oh. That was a dramatic sweep to pun control. Um, no, it was a dramatic sweep to Javier. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to dedicate to all that round to all the high school girlfriends that fucking hated hanging out with me. <laughs> so all of them. 
Uh, uh, imaginary. <laughs> okay. Um, Pay no attention to her. <laughs> oh, we, uh, do we want a recap of the scores, or do we want to sort of leave a little bit of salve uh, for that to sink in? Well, punk control is ahead. They're definitely ahead. <laughs> yes. yes, but there is a chance to uh, swipe back some bonus points now in the second of our homework round. Uh, obviously, um, I asked each of the teams to come up with uh, some reinterpretations or re-listenings uh, to the titles of some uh, games or movies or TV series. And uh, now they're going to present their homework. So um, who would like to go first? I need to calm down from that round. Okay, Kwata, if you'd right. like to uh, well, present yours. Okay, so um, this is a movie uh, that I'm pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It's about a man. He's, he's on a, a man on a mission, a man on a mission to educate the world. Uh, this is a story about a teacher, someone who wants to share their knowledge. Um, he's got so much knowledge to share, more knowledge than experts or people with practical experience even. <laughs> um, and... You know, it's in it's just in a similar vein to to serve with love, mm. you know, Sydney Poitier, uh, Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, it's that kind of film. Mm. You know, you're really rooting for the the teacher who's just striving to open up minds and educate. He decides that he wants to uh, create a, a learning institution, a special school um, for you know a special kind of person, uh, and yeah, he's just got so much knowledge and wisdom to share. So it's um, so he opens. He's trying to. It's his journey towards opening this special school for uh, mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Girl Interrupt Ed. <laughs> and I'm seeing Hugh Grant in the title role. And I really think there's a lot of potential for sequel, you know, and I think already having a t- I've got a title for the sequel, which would be well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my film mm. in cinemas soon. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Moata. And um, that leaves Javier Hakim. Okay, I would like to reboot an entire franchise because I think it's got way too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just like to kind of bring it back to something that we can just all relate to and just not get so excited about. So just forget everything you know, cast your mind back to 2008. Maybe a military genius billionaire playboy the name of Tony Stark. Now, he gets hit by the weapons he's created and creates a weapon, but that's where it stops. Please welcome Ironic Man. (laughs) Doesn't fight anyone after that, just goes around to parties afterwards, pedantically explaining the difference difference between coincidence and irony, (laughs) and getting kicked out of every conversation he's in. (laughs) Following on from that, a man who doesn't get angry, but the more he's provoked the more he feels it here. This summer, Bruce Bummer is the Incredible Sulk. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, 
you got to believe in a little bit of Scandinavian mythology to deal with this one. Chris Hemsworth is Boar. <laughs> <laughs> a man with a magic hammer he never uses. <laughs> and of course, who could forget the first one of them all, Frozen Back in Time, who in this universe represents the total opposite of America as we know it. Instead of being boisterous, he's completely silent. Instead of wielding a shield, he's got a top hat and cane. Every fight he gets into, gets his ass kicked. Please welcome Chaplain America. (laughs) They all converge in the most lukewarm blockbuster of the summer. They team up to form the Averages. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the reboot that is the Merville Cinematic Universe. Thank you. Javier. Oh. Oh. That was marvellous. Um, ah. I'm sorry, that's the last pun I'll make. Um, oh, I, that's a difficult, difficult decision for me to make. Um, I mean, I liked, I liked the girl interrupt Ed, but... Um, I also think that Javier was kind of pushing some of those, forcing some of those puns a little bit. There's um, nothing worse than a forced pun. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, come on, Jeff. Don't be an anti-man. Mm. Oh! <laughs> Let's split the points between the two of them. Um, <laughs> wonderful. There are no winners here. <laughs> um, the only way to win her. is not to play. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, we now come to My Kids Could Play That. Um, in this round, I asked my kids to describe some board or computer games or any sort of game, and um, you guys have to guess what it is. Um, I, tried, I tried recording them on video, but obviously that doesn't work in a podcast. So instead, I've asked Brendan Bennett to um, dramatically or not dramatically read what they said. Number one. Number one. You pick stuff out of it, and if you touch it, it goes beep. Operation. Correct. <laughs> Points to good. Uh, Brent, if you could read it a little flatter. Um, that, was, that was good, but I think less, less emotion. <laughs> Slower and less intense. <laughs> Two. <laughs> this game can be very hard. There are different modes. You do fighting and parkour. There are mo- Do it with mummy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> um, Batman Arkham Asylum? No. Oh. There are monsters Ooh. and some animals. You have to survive and you can make things. Oh. Minecraft! Correct! Yeah. Minecraft. It's very blocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. You press a little thing and two dice pop up. Then move your thing that number. Truby. Oh, is that one sorry? No. Uh. It would be the game of life or trouble. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) They've both got poppy dice. If you hit someone, they have to go back. Trouble. Yes, it is. It takes a long time. (laughs) (laughs) There was... There are are bonus points if you can guess which version of my... Oh, don't worry. I just said it. My Little Pony. Yeah. Yeah, we play My Little Pony Trouble at home. Deal with it. (laughs) Number four. There are lots of games in it that aren't made by one person. 
You can build things. It's a very popular game. <laughs> Lego. No. Duplo. No. <laughs> Connects. No. Cranium. No, it is a, it is a, it is a computer game or an online game. Tetris. No. <laughs> Club Penguin. No. That's, that's been shut down, Truby. I'm sorry to... Oh, I'm really? Sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. He is totally from the Club Penguin. Was there anyone doing anything at 9.30? No? <laughs> the correct um, answer is Roblox. Oh. Yeah. We were so close. And the fifth and final... You can have six players. Orgy. <laughs> These are my children. They're seven and nine. <laughs> Chinese chickens. No. You have to roll some dice, and you get to step that number of steps. And snakes and ladders. No. And you can go into a room. And that... Orgy. It's orgy. <laughs> <laughs> How is this not orgy? No. You can and go. you can go into a room, and that means. You can suggest three different things. Orgy! It's orgy! <laughs> the weapon. <laughs> Cluedo. Yes! It's murder orgy! Okay. Okay, well, that was... Um, that was Odd. It, that was... <laughs> That was the reason I'm never inviting Javier to my house for dinner again. <laughs> um, he wants to play again. <laughs> oh god. Um, that was a, that was a good head to head. That wasn't even an intentional pun, people. Um, so what did we? Um, what, what's the update on the scores, Brendan? How did we finish? <laughs> well, 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 Jeff. No more puns. What? <laughs> Don't explain. I think how did we finish was a pun. With but, one um, round remaining. Yes. Nerds Against Humanity are on 33 points. Which is... That's like... That's <laughs> simple. You got it. Like, 33 points is a good score. Mm. Unless you know what the other score is. <laughs> Pun controller on 39 points. Oh. Oh. Wow. By an amazing coincidence, the final round is worth seven points. Whoa. So um, it could be anyone's game still. Oh. Um, because we are now going into the debate round. And um, the topic of this debate is what is the best game to play on Family Game Night? So each team. <laughs> Not murder orgy, don't say murder orgy. Um, give in, Javier, give in. <laughs> give in. You may have heard some of these games mentioned throughout the shows. Um, God, I hope it's not orgy. <laughs> um. <coughs> Swack is still available. Yes. Um, so each team will have a minute and a half to present their initial case, uh, then 30 seconds to rebut, and then a 30 seconds summary. Currently in the lead, we have pun control. Would you like to go first or second? We'll go first. You'll go first. Wonderful. So pun control, you have one minute and we have up to one minute and 30 seconds to talk about 
your game for family game night. Okay, folks. Do you hate your family? Do you hate family game night? Then I can tell you the number one way to enjoy their displeasure is to sit down with your family for a rousing game of Pictionary. (laughs) You hand over the card. They take the card up to the easel that your mum has lovingly decoupaged with butterfly papers. (laughs) She, She lifts up the first page. She looks at the card. She's like, I've got this one. She begins to draw and you, you're on her team. You should be helping her. But you remember that thing she said about what you were wearing when you came in the door. And you sit down and you're like, <laughs> Flag? Teddy bear? Oh, oh, love actually. And you let the horror rise. <laughs> Just stabbing your pencil against the paper. At the drawing you've already made just doesn't help me, Mum. <laughs> doesn't help me. 30 seconds. Maybe draw something else. Just like the way you kept trying to raise me even though I wasn't getting it. <laughs> wasn't the way I was getting it! Pictionary's perfect for making your family talk. Scream sometimes, but talk. Talk it out, guys. Pictionary... Brings up the issues you didn't want to talk about. Look, all you wanted to draw was a kettle. Five seconds. You brought up Grandma's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Pun control opening with a case for Pictionary. How would you like to respond, um, Nerds Against Humanity? One minute and 30 seconds. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Your time has not started. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, one minute and 30 seconds starting now. <laughs> starting now. Now. You're um, in the woods. And there is smoke rising on the horizon. You've been travelling for three days now. You're after maybe five, maybe six of the things. You're not sure. You know they have small feet, though. There's five of their six tracks leading through the mud. The moss is growing on this side of the trees. So you know that you're hitting... Um... Priest. <laughs> And then, uh, before you know it, you're beset and Dad shouts, roll for initiative. (laughs) And your sister's there. She's got her crossbow. Mum's got her healing staff of plus three from the great goddess of healing and um, motherly wounds. (laughs) Granddad is here this time as well. He's got the cursed eye of Vishnu. He can see the future. (laughs) Surely everything's on your... Blood, a, a bruise blossoms at your side. Ten seconds. The goblin got the jump on you. You feel yourself going down. Your family's going to need to pull you out of this D&D session. <laughs> Time. <laughs> See, Dungeons and Dragons are for families that love and support each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyone want to raise their hand if they've got a family that loves and supports each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We figured we'd think so. Yeah, we figured we'd appeal to the real people, not to this like fantasy of having yeah. families, which is also a game. And what family are you in where like a four-year-old in the family can be like, I've got a backstory for my character <laughs> when they can't even draw toast as a clue? <laughs> no. The real game is Pictionary. The real game is drawing a love heart and tapping it so hard that your pencil goes right through and into the middle of the eyes of a decoupage butterfly. You don't know how stupid your family is until you've drawn a boat and it's clearly a boat and a half and no one in your fucking family tree can even say water. (laughs) What is wrong with you people? Pictionary exposes the truth. Okay, time. Okay, so... um. A strong, immediate response from uh, one control. Response from News Against Humanity. Uh, you have up to one minute. Well, I'm not sure what Karen's issue with decoupage butterflies. <laughs> it was a but dramatic experience. I'm sure it goes very deep. And that's something she can talk with her counsellor about. But do we really have to hear about it? Is it relevant? No. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Every, every family has a story. And what pl- better platform is there to tell a story than Dungeons and Dragons? That's right. Each one of those family members contributing. And even four-year-olds have the most wild of imaginations. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I have one of those at home. Oh, 15 seconds. Uh, and he would look really cute and a little... Cape hood thing? Yeah. So I think, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much our argument. Yeah. Oh, great, great. That, that, Summed up. So we've crossed from D&D into LARPing as well. That's great. Um, <laughs> into, into so um, each team will now have a maximum of 30 seconds to just provide their summary as to why their choice is better or the ideal family game night game Uh for you to vote for, and at the end, the uh, I'll ask the audience to vote for which one they believe deserves the points. So, um, pun control, please give us your closing arguments up to thirty seconds, please. Look, Pictionary is a game that transcends language. When you can't find the words to show your family how you feel, <laughs> when the words won't come to you, you can draw on there what you really feel. Look, you might have been supposed to draw the Statue of Liberty, but you're showing them disappointment. Javier, what would you draw for your family? (laughs) Excellent. Uh, A wonderful closing argument, uh, which has been completely lost on our podcast audience. He's drawn drawn a bull and some shit. A bull and some shit, right. Um, Okay, cool. We all felt that right here. Mm. All right, and um, closing arguments. Well, I guess if you want to suppress all your issues and not really deal with them, then I guess maybe Pictionary is an option. A game that, by the way, Javier, is about language. Um, But, you know, if you want to get in there, 
and fight together yeah. to the end. We're not saying it's the most popular, but we are saying it is the best. <laughs> and, I mean, and this is the nerd degree, after all. If Pictionary Fine. transcends language, then D&D transcends family. <laughs> okay. Oh. That was a deep closing uh, from <laughs> Nerds Against Humanity. So, we, um, audience uh, who are here live at Orange Studios um, every week, or every month, sorry. Uh, the first, <laughs> it feels like every week. Um, <laughs> we, we have secret shows that you're not invited to. <laughs> Release my tapes! <laughs> I, will ask the, um, I will ask the audience to vote for which they think is the best game to play on Family Game Night. Pictionary or Dungeons and Dragons with or without cosplay. Um, <laughs> so if you believe that Pictionary is the best game to play on Family Game Night, please applaud now. <laughs> A strong representation there, but um, if you believe that Dungeons and Dragons is the game to play on Family Game Night, please applaud now. <laughs> Oh my goodness, um, it was reasonably close, um, but I think that um, <laughs> I think that we clearly know who got the uh, points there, which was uh, Nerds Against Humanity. So um, whilst um, whilst Brendan is tabulating, yeah, one person clapping for them. Um, whilst one person, whilst um, Brendan is tabulating the results, I am one person. Yes, he's just one person, but he does the work of many. Um, <laughs> Whilst he's tabulating the results, uh, it's my job to uh, encourage you to uh, visit nerddegree.com to uh, download uh, any of the previous episodes of this, or come and see our live shows on the first Wednesday of every month, uh, right here at Orange Studios uh, in, in Christchurch. And um, a big thank you to them for hosting us, uh, to Roll Music for our theme song, to our nerds. Um, of course, we've got uh, Truby Dylan Smith, Moata Tamaira, uh, Karen Healy and Javier Hakeem. And um, our next show is on the 7th of March, which uh, has a theme TBC, so keep a look on our website or Facebook page to find that Good out. Um, we should theme. keep that as the theme. <laughs> Have I given you enough time to add up the results there? Brendan? Well, well, Jeff, I'm pleased to say that by cravenly making the last round uh, the deciding amount of points, you've made my job completely redundant. I've well not done anything since uh, only the final round counted. Well, they all counted, didn't they, along the way? So, I think we've all learned things. In I'm which case, I would gonna, like I'm, to emphasise that yep. on negative three points... <laughs> ...is Jeff Barr! Actually, um, that is a new personal best for me. Uh, a very strong showing in the... Uh, Arnie or Bond round uh, puts pun control on 39 points. But our winners for tonight on 40 points, it's Nerds Against Humanity! So there you have it, folks. The Nerd Degree officially endorses playing Dungeons and Dragons with your children. Uh, just don't be surprised if at one point your daughter stabs you in the back while dressed as an elvish rogue. I'm Jeff Clark. This has been Pun and Games. Thank you for coming and good night. So, um, I'm going to leave all of this in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> including this, right? Yeah, yeah like this including yeah. me saying I'm going to leave it in. Of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. Patreon, yeah, yeah. We should go on people, Patreon. People pay extra to hear all the mistakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys are paying for. Yeah. We should all say our pin numbers. <laughs> <laughs>